0: Start with you,
1: Clive. What do you think of the, sh- of the conference so far this year? Conference is great. We're, we're getting the usual update of science, policy, politics. It uh, restores your faith that something can be done, that possibly even the world will ultimately do the right thing and wipe out the smoking-related disease epidemic. But it's going to be still a long uphill struggle, and uh, nothing's changed on that respect. Now, David, do you share that optimism? Yeah. I mean, as we've discussed before, Brent, I think the... Uh, the, the facts you know, come out, uh, good policy is contagious. We're seeing very effective things happen around the world. We're seeing tremendous opposition to that. But eventually, I think that opposition has to crumble. As, as more of the science comes out, we see more of the results and how many people are moving to alternatives. We see what that means in terms of, of disease rates. It's a matter of can we speed this up? And the irony of seeing groups like the World Health Organization trying to prevent it and trying to slow it down. Yeah. What's going to happen to the 8 million
0: vapors in the U.S. come shortly when the devices are pulled?
1: Um, I, most of them, most of, most of the existing 8 million vapors will find some kind of workaround. Uh, they'll mix their own liquids. They'll buy devices uh, on the black market. Uh, they'll use what they've already got. Uh, they will be fine. the people we should be worried about are the remaining 30 million smokers um, for whom vaping will become much more difficult thing to switch to. So it's it's not just the existing stock of vapors, it's the potential vapors in the future that the uh, FDA is going to be blocking from switching from high risk to low risk. And you know, the way they're carrying on in the States now, essentially millions more will get sick and die as a result of basically completely incompetent regulation by the Food and Drug Administration. In many places all around the world, Canada, the U.S.,
0: um, especially Canada, because that's where I'm from, I mean, there's a lot of people who accept harm reduction when it comes to drugs, right? Whether they're in Health Canada or in their local public health units or whatever. But then when it comes to tobacco harm reduction, they're, they're adamantly opposed to it.
2: Well, the thing is, this is the first time today I've heard about this situation that tobacco harm reduction is not accepted even by people who worked in drug harm reduction. So to me, this was new information. And to be honest, I don't really understand why, because to me, it makes all sense. And having a lot of people around me who have been smokers but had to quit for whatever reasons and a few years ago no one knew about you know vaping or snooze is the first time I hear about this today <laughs> and how it helped in Sweden so I think this information has to be out there and just you know put it as available as possible on the market as you would say and, and just you know see if it works because you have to talk with the policy advisors and opinion makers and the people who make the difference for the
0: legislation. So the strap line for the event uh, this year is tobacco harm reduction here for good. Is it here for good?
3: Yeah it definitely is here for good yes it, it has changed the whole thing if you look at in the past it was pretty much a pharma thing right so you can see now that the companies are developing are moving are transforming themselves so it's definitely it's for good I have no doubt about it. How about you what do you
0: think of the conference so far this year? well i think for me it's one of the best conferences regarding harm reduction actually and in which you know you can find people with completely different backgrounds uh, talking about you know the same topic and following a kind of same goal so i really believe it is very useful and very interesting in general and we are you know going forward and uh, hopefully uh, in a short period of time uh, getting Neo, new things uh, you know regarding this uh, relevant topic that is harm reduction yeah how's the conference going for you this year what's been your favorite session
3: yeah mm-hmm. the nicotine the effects of nicotine this was uh, yesterday in the afternoon and I am not uh, I I don't know about uh, I I don't knew about uh, this uh these um, points and a lot, of, uh, a lot of information that I don't know. I am a smoker, I am a journalist too, but I don't have in my hands or uh, maybe for the, for the regulation in Spain that is really strong, I don't have information and for me it's really new.
0: Let me ask you this, it seems that Health Canada is doing a pretty good job managing
4: the vaping file. <laughs> ah, yes, thank you. Um, it's, it's sad, right? Because for vaping to work, it needs to have three things it needs to be effective, which means you need a lot of nicotine, it needs to be affordable, which means you can't tax it, and it has to be enjoyable, which means you don't have flavors. So in Canada, we're trying to get rid of the three things that actually make vaping work. I was a little hopeful recently because several groups have been criticizing Health Canada because they had this thing about uh, a 5% by 2035 tobacco end game, and clearly they're not going to meet that. And in England and in New Zealand, when they realized they weren't going to meet their tobacco end game, they had a comprehensive review of their tobacco control policy, which included vaping as a way to help them meet their target. And I was a little optimistic that Canada may go that way. But now, pretty much out of left field, they have this strange idea that if we put warning labels on individual cigarettes, that's going to make a huge difference. And I think that's just gonna be a huge distraction. I mean, some bureaucrat is gonna say, oh, we've done something that, We've done something that nobody else has done before. And they're gonna get queued and they're gonna get awards for that. But cigarette smokers are also very good at ignoring all the warning labels that are already on cigarettes. I'm sure that an extra warning label on an individual cigarette is gonna make absolutely no difference to them. Why is consumer, why is the consumer important in
1: this whole mix?
3: Well, because, We are the stakeholders. And if it was in any other situation, you know, whether it was to do with drugs, whether it's to do with patients' care in hospital, whether it is to do with um, blood cancer, I mean, you know, they have, they put a whole load of effort into bringing in the stakeholders in this because actually we are the experts of us. We are the experts. Nobody is more expert than we are. Um, And if, in fact, they were to ask us, which, sadly, they don't. You know, on the contrary, they ban us. You know, they ban people from coming to the GFN, which is ridiculous. I mean, this... I've been coming here since 2015, 2016. It is the one place. There are others, but in my opinion, this has always been the place where consumers and scientists and, and some industry as well, from both sides, can all get together, and I, I love it. I've missed him, so, you know, I mean, heads up to, to, the, to the GFN.